Hello, my name is Adam Whitfield, and I'm graduating from Little Rock Central High School in less than two short weeks. As my high school career has come to a close and I start preparing to go off to college, I've been thinking about how I got to where I am today. In my short 18 years, a lot of things have changed, but one thing that stayed constant in my life is Trinity Episcopal Cathedral. As everything around me is changing so fast, it's important to realize that there's one true place that I can find peace and happiness. As many of you can tell, my family is very involved in the church. My brother and I are both acolytes. My father and I both ring bells. Everyone except me is a lay reader. My mom's a children's Sunday school teacher and a member of the Needlepoint Guild. And those are all the things we're currently in. I've been coming to Trinity since birth. I was baptized right back over there. Almost every baptism we witness now, my dad has to tap me on the shoulder saying something like, been there, done that. <laughs> so, and I've always found the church to be a place of adventure. When I was a little kid, I would stare at the big kids in awe as they went down the aisle carrying the crosses and banners, and I really, to be, really wanted to be one of them. Come to find out, they won't just let any seven-year-old walk down the aisle with a flaming torch, so I would literally practice in the backyard with a rake until I found out it was my time. So you have to be at least sixth grade to join the Acolytes, and I could not wait. I still remember every time I got to try a new position. I wouldn't know, I, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but if you look at the Acolytes, as they go down, it's very serious. We take a lot of pride in the, uh, we take a lot of pride when we walk down and look so professional and serious as we are walking down. And um, I took great pride in the first time I got to carry the first cross. It makes you feel as though you're a leader, calling everyone's attention to the true reason we're here, and that's to worship God. We owe our skills to John Stanley and all the other adults that help the new and incoming acolytes. I would like to personally thank you for everything you do. It is something that we will all remember for the rest of our lives, and I'm going to miss it. Another great program that I've fallen in love with here in, in the church is a great group of people back in the back with the bell tower. The musical man my father is, he became very interested in the bells and got in contact with Porter Brownlee asking about how he could get into ringing bells. They graciously accepted him in and taught him the ropes. As I went just entering into middle school, as this was going on, I was very interested in where my dad would go on Wednesday, afternoon, Wednesday nights and early Sunday mornings. My dad decided it would be suitable for me to give it a try when I was just a little bit bigger. So when I was about 13, he brought me along for practice, and I was truly amazed by the bells. It's one thing to hear them on a Sunday morning when you're walking in and watching people ring them from the back, but it's a totally new experience when you actually get to pull the rope and ring it for yourself. The great thing about the tower, though, is not just the bells, but the people who ring them. I have truly come to love every single person that's helped me and taught me through the years that I've been ringing with now. There's nothing I think I could ever do to repay you for all the great memories and experiences y'all have given me. All these people in my life have shaped who I am today, and I know I'm not the only one that's grown up with a great role model in their lives. Every single person here, I guarantee, can think back on those people who are always there for them or who are always there to give them guidance. It's human nature, and it's truly a blessing to have a mentor. I know this true is true today because in the gospel, John is talking about how Philip is not satisfied with just following Jesus, that he needs to see God to truly believe. Jesus, in turn, explains that the Father is in him, and if he will just follow Jesus, if you know him, you will also know his Father. God is showing himself through Jesus, and if Philip will just follow Jesus, he'll truly see the blessings of God himself. Jesus says, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. In this, Jesus is saying, 
that we all need to follow him to get to God himself. Just as Jesus was put in place to show the way to God, so are our mentors in life. God has put them in place to show us the way. I know deep down that if I follow those who have gone before me, I'll see the light of God. All of you adults sitting here today have gone through life with so many life experiences, including happy times, sad times, struggles, and big wins. You're sitting in a position that you can take someone under your wing and guide them through your life so that they might not go through the same struggles you have. God has put you in a position that makes the future even, that can make the future even brighter. There are always going to be people that are looking up to you. The best thing you can do is acknowledge this and teach them what you know so society can continue to evolve today. I believe it to be God's plan that you, put all, you are all put into place to help teach the youth, just like God sent Jesus to us to show us the way. We are all gathered here today for Youth Sunday. We're here to honor the youth in our congregation. Every generation looks to its youth to make a, society, uh, uh, to make a better future. Without guidance from many people here in the cathedral, I would not be the person I am today. There's one person that's not with us today in person, but here with us in spirit. I know we'd be proud of the person I've become today, and that's my grandfather, Floyd Thomas. By the time I knew my grandfather, I thought of a sweet old man, but I'm told in his heyday, he was not, many people would have described him as sweet. At his funeral, he was described as the man even Chuck Norris wouldn't mess with. To give you some backstory, in my mind, Floyd Thomas is the prime example of American hero. As a member of the ROTC program at the University of Arkansas in 1943, he was sent to Europe to fight in the World War as an infantry soldier. There are a few things we still have that were from that, from that time. His dog tags, a few pictures he brought back, and most important was the pocket Bible he carried with him throughout the whole war. I believe this to be one of the most prized possessions because it shows what type of man you can become with the help of faith. He returned home to use the GI Bill and finish his education. But after graduation, he taught for a few years. But he was approached by the FBI, and he started a new career. My grandfather was a great investigator, but believed his best work was done when his gun was kept in the trunk of his car locked up. He'd witnessed enough evil himself that he did not want to continue it. Probably his proudest professional achievement was his part in the investigation of the three civil rights workers who were murdered in Mississippi during the summer of 1964. If you remember that time in our history, or if you've seen the movie Mississippi Burning, you know that three civil rights workers were murdered and buried in the Earthern Dam. They were in Mississippi to help black people register to vote, and my grandfather was there when they found the burned car, and he was there when the three bodies were found. He continued his work on civil rights cases for the rest of his career. It's very scary for me to think that the sweet old man that I saw as my grandfather saw so much death and destruction during his years before I knew him. His work in civil rights was guided by his belief that every human being deserves respect. He sacrificed so, sacrificed so much to help others. This continued all the way to the end of his life. The 15 years that I had with him were filled with peace and happiness. The man I came to know and love took great enjoyment in being with his family and spending time in the outdoors. As a young kid, I remember riding with him in his truck out to the family deer camp in Mount Holly, Arkansas. That property, I think, would, is what brought him true happiness later in life. It wasn't the importance of the hunt or how much stuff we had. It was all about the time he got to spend with family and friends. It was a place of happiness that could share with others. But being as a kid, I always wanted to go with my grandfather and do the things he enjoyed. 
So I spent a lot of time in Mount Holly. He's the man that taught me to hunt, fish, and many other things I hold near to my heart today. My dad explained it best one time by saying, the legacy that Papa left in you was the love of the outdoors. And over the years, I've found this fact to be more and more true. Every big decision I make, I do to make him proud and to continue his legacy. I'd rather be outdoors and uncomfortable than inside, sitting comfy in the AC. I feel confined when I'm inside and always look for the next opportunity to go outdoors. Truly, the first time I came to realize this passion for the outdoors was on a Boy Scouting trip in Cimarron, New Mexico. Uh, I went backpacking for 10 days, and we were each given a pocket size, a pocket Bible, a trail Bible that we kept on us at all times, but I still keep it in the top drawer of my dresser today. This trip was filled with many ups and downs. It was a struggle, but I specifically remember one day we stopped for lunch on top of this hill, and we could see land for miles all around, all around us. This, we had a uh, quick little prayer, but in the middle of that prayer, I took a look around us, took a deep breath, and thought to myself, this is God's country. The great outdoors is a true blessing to us, and in that moment, I've never felt closer to God. Since that moment on, I've become more faithful, but not always in the traditional setting. I love this cathedral, but there's nothing like the feeling of worship and awe that I experience in nature. I truly feel closest to God when I'm in the outdoors, and this blessing is thanks to my grandfather. I truly believe that. Someone else who's been a mentor in my life but has also paved the road ahead for my future is Otis Howe. Otis means the world to me, and, and I don't know how to express it in just words. Otis took me on my first duck hunt many years ago, and now it's become a passion of my own. He saw my love for the outdoors and my potential, and he showed me the field of agriculture. For the longest time, I had no clue in the world what I wanted to do as a career, and we were riding back to town from a duck hunt, and he told me about what he does as a job, how he travels the state working side-by-side side with farmers, and this piqued my interest. And a little over a year and a half ago, he introduced me to one of his hunting buddies who actually offered me a job to work for him over the summer at the University of Arkansas Cooperative Extension Office in Lone Oak doing entomology research. I have no prior agricultural experience, and without O's, I would not have the life goal I have today. This past summer was so successful in Lone Oak that I'm starting again working for him on June the 1st and cannot wait to get back into the fields. My major will be crop science when I go to Fayetteville this fall. So in closing, I would like everyone to take some time out of their day to think about what they could do for the future generation. It doesn't have to be anything major or mind-blowing, but something as simple as volunteering a little of your time with someone young could possibly impact the person's life for the better. As a representation of the youth community within our church, I thank you all.